You're listening to the Detroit Worldwide Podcast, where we highlight the stories of Native Detroiters that are doing great things in their community and using their impact across the globe. I'm Marquise Taylor. Welcome to the D. What up, though? Welcome to another installment of the Detroit Worldwide Podcast. I am Marquise Taylor. And on this week's edition of the podcast, we had the opportunity to sit down, break bread, and chop it up with someone that is doing some amazing work in the world of media, in the world of music, and also in the world of entrepreneurship. Joining us on the podcast this week is Derek Mays Jr. And Derek is the CEO of Mays Marketing Agency, as well as official Mays PR, which handles all of the media and public relations needs for independent artists. In addition to that, he is also head of PR for Gamerize, which is an online streaming platform. But lastly, and certainly not least, he is the music director for MNTC Radio's Power Hour, which is syndicated on iHeartRadio. Shout out to my bro, Mr. Music Ethan Horace, for connecting me with Derek. This was a dynamic conversation. And I hope that you all enjoy it as much as I enjoy recording it. Now, all of that being said, you have heard enough from me. So why don't we dive into the discussion that I had with the one and only Derek Mays Jr. All right. This is Detroit Worldwide. And joining us today is an individual that is doing some amazing things. He's currently residing in the Chicago, Illinois area, but is thoroughly representing the D to the fullest. My guest on the train worldwide this week is Derek Mays Jr. And in this particular conversation, we are going to be unpacking everything that he is doing. Again, music director, entrepreneur, working in media, I mean, his resume is super long. Derek, thank you so much for joining us on Detroit Worldwide today. What up, though? Hey, man, what's happening, man? I appreciate you having me, man. Hey, I appreciate you. And before we get started, I got to give a big shout out to the homie, Ethan, Mr. Music Horace, (laughs) over at the Power Hour. I did a story on their platform a few weeks ago with the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder. They're out in the Twin Cities. They're doing some amazing things, growing platform, iHeartRadio syndication. And he connected me with this dope individual I have the pleasure of interviewing today. So I just want to send a big shout out to those people there, especially my homie, Mr. Music. Appreciate you, bro. All right. So diving in everything, Derek, you are a Detroit native. Yes, sir. West side to be exact. I want to introduce you to our listening audience. So why don't you begin by telling them more about yourself and just all of the amazing work that you're doing? (laughs) Um, 
man, I usually have it in sequence already. <laughs> well, at first I'm an entrepreneur, of course. I actually own two businesses currently. Maze Marketing Agency, which is my marketing agency, then officially Maze PR firm, which handles PR for independent artists, such as write-ups, interviews, things like that. I'm also assigned to a label here in Chicago, um, Beer in Their Minds, Bill Brands Records. I would say my most noticeable label mate is DJ First Class. I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter. And I'm signing them for PR, so I handle all their PR services and things like that as well. He's marketing. I actually came in right up under him. So he's actually a writer for Revolt as well. So I was able to learn from somebody that's in media. I'm about media, so it was great. I'm also a writer. Uh, for about, I think I have about seven platforms right now. Um, my main one that I write for is probably Digital Buzz Now and um, Hip Hop Dose. Uh, shout out to the man Barian over there. He's he's a real dope guy. He owns those two platforms. Man, <laughs> uh, music director, uh, business administrator over there at uh, MNTC Radio. Power Hour, the one you just mentioned, obviously syndicated on iHeartRadio. That's a super big deal for us. Right there, I'm usually dealing with the artists, um, scheduling interviews, bringing them in, things like that. Trying to think, is there anything else I do, man? <laughs> I'm head of PR for Gamerize, which is a game and streaming company centered in Jasper, Indiana. They provide game and streaming platform for uh, gamers and music artists that can upload independent songs and also get them played by streamers. So it opens up their, their clientele immediately. So I know you spoke about just all of the amazing work that you're doing, but I want to take it back and circle to the D to where it all began. So what was your experience like growing up in the city of Detroit, bro? I was very blessed growing up. My mom was very fortunate enough to have us. You know, we made sure we had the necessities. We didn't want for too much. I actually moved out of Michigan when I was 15 to go to Florida for football because obviously the South. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was, I, I was a kid, man. I had fun for sure. I definitely, it's Detroit, bro. So <laughs> I had fun. I had a good time and I definitely, Got some memories, got good memories, bad memories, but I love the city with my whole heart, so it's all good. <laughs> now, you grew up on the west side, right? Yes, sir. What area, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Joy Road, sir. What was it like growing up on Joy Road? <laughs> Man, it, it, <laughs> it's a little rough. It's a little rough for sure. Um, it definitely comes with it, pros and cons, but you try to look at the pros more than the cons, man. Try to keep your head turned the other way and just keep it pushing. I was always on a different path, so... My vision has always been different. So you were in Florida. You said you moved to Florida when you were 15. Yes, sir. Um, were you also attending high school out there as well, or did you come back to the D? I attended Island Coast High School in Cape Coral, Florida. Um, I originally went down there. Um, my mom really just wanted to leave Detroit, Michigan, the whole, the whole. She was tired of the cold, all of that. So um, I went down there with my mom. Good thing that was football was down there as well. So I transferred and I uh, started playing down there. I started taking football really, really serious. Okay. What position do you play, you mind me asking? Down there, I played defensive line. I went to college for defensive line, and then I got diagnosed with a heart condition during my freshman year of college, so I couldn't continue to play. Okay. So then, you're down in Florida, mm -hmm. playing football. You mentioned that you had a health condition that sort of impeded that football progress, but where did life take you after finishing high school? Well, actually, I was still playing football in college. Um, I didn't actually get diagnosed with that until I was a freshman in college, towards the end of my freshman year. So I actually had played a, a season of college football. Um, I went through college practice. At that point in my life, football was the number one thing. That's all I operated on. That's the reason why I went to school. That's why I woke up in the morning was to play football. Once football was taken away from me, obviously, I had to find another purpose. And that's how I created Maze Marketing Agency. Okay. So just given that, 
information with you living and breathing football. Mm-hmm. Talk about that challenge in your life and how you were sort of able to adjust and pivot. Man, <laughs> just in pivot. Uh, it 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 took a long time. It took it took a long time. It took over a year uh, for me mentally to let go of a sport that I woke up and playing ever since I was eight nine years old. Mm-hmm. I've been playing football my whole life. That's pretty much all I know. So to find something that makes you put your feet on the ground, that's something that you're not used to, is definitely challenging. And having to accept the fact that somebody telling you you can't play is different than you walking away on your own. Mm. Um, And I had been through the ring of injuries. I tore my ACL, had shoulder issues, all that stuff. Um, But I was determined to keep playing. So having having to accept that took me a long time took me a long time as I think it would anybody that truly loves that sport and loves something that they're, you know, extremely passionate about. But when it came, man, it, it was it was a blessing. I really put it in God's hands. I really just prayed on it all the time. Um, there was times where I wanted to go back. There was times when I definitely had dark nights. There was times when I cried and everything. I went through every emotion going through that process because that's something I genuinely love, man. I'd never forget the doctor coming in and telling me you shouldn't play football anymore. You know, that's something I won't ever forget. You know, I look at rings and I'm like, I'm not even going to get no more of these. You know, like, how does that... How do you go back to being a normal student? That was a big thing for me. I didn't, I hadn't been a student and I don't know how long I had to find the motivation to go to class, especially in college, you know, it's different. So I got to find motivation to go to class, do homework, keep good grades. Reason why I got to have good grades, things like that. So without that motivation, it definitely, I definitely hit a low point in life with that for a while. And so I was able to bring myself up out of that. Now, among the amazing things that you're doing, The thing that impresses me most is the fact that you are currently enrolled at an institution, a college to be exact, and you are attending Northern Illinois University where you're pursuing a degree in business. So what led you to that institution and what have you been able to learn about yourself during this entire time? Well, what led me here is I actually, when I first came up, what got me to Illinois was North Central College is where I went to go play football at originally. Um, It's in Naperville, Illinois. And then when I found out I couldn't play football anymore, I knew I had to transfer because I financially couldn't afford North Central College um, without any help. So I looked around and NIU was one of the places that I was going to have to come up for a program anyways. So I just thought I might as well just transfer to here and just see how see how it's going. I was out here for a semester. I would say I didn't like it my first semester. I was still used to North Central and definitely missed my my football team, my guys. I remember that was my first time being a normal student. Mm-hmm. So I definitely had a lot of a lot of things to learn. But it definitely helped me find myself. I would say my mom is in Florida. I don't have any family out here. I stay by my I stay I have one roommate who's from Chicago. So I'm pretty much really by myself. I've grown in independency. I've grown not being so reliable on my mom. I try not to ask my mom for anything. I'm fully self-supported. I pay my own rent. I pay my own bills. I try to pay my college bill. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely taught me it's, it's a growth experience. But like leaving home and then leaving home the way I left home very, very quick at 18. I went up to Illinois and then having to fend for yourself a little bit, kind of getting knocked down, you know, dealing with rent, dealing with, you know, adult adulting, really dealing with adulting on your own in a state where you don't have anybody as a lifeline is definitely challenging, but it definitely breeds you to do the kind of things I'm doing right now. Man, I respect that, bro. And for those who are unfamiliar with the location of Northern Illinois, maybe tell us where that is in proximity to uh, Chicago. It's about an hour away from Chicago. It's in a town called DeKalb, Illinois. It's in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So with you being like a a dude that's from the D and of course, living in Florida, how have you been able to adjust 
<laughs> to that <laughs> environment? Well, I would say my first time having to adjust to it was when I went to Florida. I live in pretty kind of Cape Coral. It's a rural area. Um, mainly the residents there are elderly, more of a retirement home area. But it just is. <laughs> it's it's been. I would say it's it's been kind of it's been kind of rough. I like the city. I love the city. I'm always trying to go home to the city. I'm always trying to go to a city. I love the city of Chicago. Um, that's one of the main reasons why I haven't left. But it's been difficult. I would say I miss the the late nights. I miss the late night things most. I miss Dale Georges for sure. I miss going to play <laughs> 24 hours, man. I miss I I miss that for sure, <laughs> definitely. Because everything out here closed at like nine. So, yeah, yeah. So it's different out here in the country, man. For sure, it's definitely it's a slower way of life. I experienced that when I went to Florida as well. You know, the city is fast paced for sure. And going to Florida, having to deal with people on a slower pace, slower scale is, is kind of frustrating, honestly, when you're used to that fast, quick pace of the North, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You brought up El Georges and probably one of the most legit locations is the one that's on Evergreen and Joy, <laughs> if it's still there. But I think I've been there a couple of times. That one is pretty legit, yeah, man. El Georges, man, that's definitely a, you know, that's a classic. That's a pillar in the community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, another thing that's super dope, fascinating about your background is the fact that you're also an entrepreneur, but you're also working in media as well. So yes. maybe tell us more about this work and how you've been able to land into both fields. Uh, man, hard work, honestly. I can't I can't say anything persistent, keeping keeping my neck on, keeping my foot on people's neck, making sure people know my name, making sure my name is always mentioned someplace. Um, I've always been a guy that's going to take a shot. I'm always a shooter's going to shoot, right? I'm always going to shoot my shot. I'm always going to, I shot at Ethan. I just gave that, shot that in the wind, and hopefully a lot of them have been sticking. So <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that. You know, shooters don't shoot. So I'm going to keep trying to put myself out there. I try to make myself as presentable as possible to be on the forefront of a lot of things so that you see my name first and that you ask, what is this person doing? What is he doing? So then I can talk to you about it. Okay. So then in saying all of that, you being in both fields, how did you enter into those respective fields? And then also what's allowed you to be successful other than what you just mentioned? I would say the first the first time I really got into media was with the label that I'm with. It's ran by Jonathan Stewart. Shout out to the big homie, man. <laughs> um, he brought me in under a little marketing position, honestly. Trying to figure out, he knew I did marketing. Um, I've always kind of, I've always knew I wanted to have a, a business, right? Because I didn't necessarily want to go to the NFL. I just wanted to play college football. That was my dream was college football. So I knew I was always going to have a business. So I always kept a business mindset. So when I found Amaze Marketing, it kind of sat down for a little bit. I kind of just wanted to fine tune it. And then when I started bringing it up, I actually ran into a guy I used to work with and he introduced me to Jonathan and he brought me in for like a little interview. And Jonathan's, if you ever get the pleasure to meet Jonathan, Jonathan's a real hard critic. He really, he really lets you have it for sure. He doesn't beat around the bush. He's very direct. He brings it to you straightforward. So having to sit there and talk to him about everything that I do and making him, you know, kind of believe that I'm <laughs> his person for his label kind of thing like that was definitely challenging. But that's how I would say I got into the media world. And fun, he actually told me no the first time as well. <laughs> so I had to be persistent and keep my show people why they should trust me. I would say that's been another key to me is showing everybody uh, I, I back up everything that I do. Um, and if I'm going to say I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try my best to do it. If I can't complete it, if it's out of my hands, I'm always letting somebody know. But I try to complete 100% of my tasks. I would say that's probably one of the reasons why I'm here. 
you feel like a lot of that attributed to your time as a football player, especially being on the D-line? Yeah, um, I would say my discipline comes, uh, everything that I do 100% comes from football. It stemmed from that training, that that mindset. Um, I don't quit. I don't try to quit. I don't try to take it easy. I go 100%. I don't believe in taking my foot off the gas, even when we up 50 points. You feel me? So it's mm-hmm. it's always about keeping that keeping that, that rep going, keeping it going. I'm a next rep kind of guy. Man, I love to hear it. <laughs> now, how we got connected is the person I shouted out at the beginning of this episode, the homie, Mr. Music, Ethan. And your work has also extended into doing some things with the Power Hour. In particular, you are the music director for the Power Hours on MNTC, iHeartRadio. Check them out. Um, Could you maybe talk more about that role and what it means to be a part of that growing platform? One, to be a part of something that's growing that benefits the community is outstanding in itself. The good thing about MNTC Power Hour is that it benefits indie artists from literally the bottom up. It doesn't necessarily go and just get mainstream. It's not looking to to get a quick buck off you. You literally get what you, if you do choose to pay for something, you get what you pay for. You get the exposure. You get the people listening to you. It gives these indie artists a sense of confidence because I love calling people and being like, okay, so your show, your song just got selected for our show and hearing them like a person that's never had any major success in music you know, their first break is my show. My song's going to be an iHeartRadio. They tell everybody, you know, so that's that's my favorite part of the job. And that's really why I do it. It's not so much to any job that I do, anything that I have my hands on is meant to help people first and foremost. It never comes. I don't think about a dollar sign first. Now, of course, we have to eat, so I have to get paid. But that's definitely not the reason why I'm doing it. If I could do it for free and still be rich, I would. I do it because I genuinely love to help people. That's literally why I do everything that I do. Man, your passion for what you do is very authentic. So... You being in this role and you kind of serving as the the middleman with these indie artists. Yes, sir. How does that feel other than what you just mentioned when you are like talking to somebody that may be from the D, maybe from, you know, Chicago, Uh Minnesota, whatever. And you like letting them know, like, yo, your stuff is going to be on iHeartRadio. Like, could Mm -hmm. you describe that feeling? Uh, it's a it's a sense of accomplishment, man. And I know that I I have a mentality, man. If I can change one person, then that's okay with me. If I can help make somebody happy one once one time a day, then that's that's good with me. I'm doing something. I'm doing something positive. My imprint has been left on somebody somewhere. I'm obviously everybody wants to leave an imprint on her. That's what I'm trying to do. Being able to give somebody an outlet to something to have their music heard by uh, what I think we're up to over twenty thousand, you know, mm-hmm. listeners. That that's I, I don't even have a word to actually describe that. I would say that it's just it's just a real it's a relief honestly it's like I've okay I've, I've he's okay I've helped somebody you know I've, I've done I've done something that can benefit somebody else in their career from mine mm. man, I love to hear it man and shout out to you man for just being that middle person and also shout out to them for having that platform that allows these independent artists to be heard because yeah yeah Ethan it's was such a grind great Ethan yeah Ethan was a genius creating that and I talk with indie artists all day so I definitely I definitely understand the, the grind and that's what I tell them first and foremost man you know a lot of them a budget's an issue you know for a lot of things and I'm like man I understand I work with you I, I understand being an indie artist is in a, in a grind you don't have you, you know you're working at Walmart to pay for studio time I understand <laughs> so if I can work with somebody to help them you know stack a ladder get up man get out that's that's the main thing we are trying to get up and get out man, for sure for sure now speaking of music we are heading into the next segment of the podcast which is one of my favorites and everybody who comes on detroit worldwide i ask them this following question 
if they had to identify a song in their opinion that best represents Detroit, what would it be? So Derek Mays Jr., I pose that question to you. I am interested to hear your response. Oh, man. One one song is hard. One song is very, very hard because Detroit got like eight eras, bro. So yeah. <laughs> one, one, and I ain't growing up in like eight. So it's like yeah. one, one song is real, is hard, man. But I would say one song that gives me the most memories from the city is definitely The Streets by 42 Doug and uh, Babyface Ray. I would say that definitely gives me the most memories because that was a that was a pivotal time in my life, honestly, when that song came out. And I remember every time I hear it, I remember the summertime in the city and going through things like that. And so yeah, that's that's definitely my song for sure. And 42 Doug, one of my favorite rappers out the city, and Babyface first. Okay, okay. <laughs> I can dig that. I can dig that. You sound like you said you wanted to you wanted to name some more. You got one more for me, bro? Man. <laughs> I mean, you got I mean you got Sodovic, Stacy, you got you got so many, bro. It's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. That 2000, I would say pretty much 2017, about 2000, about five, I'll say like 2015, 2017 was a nice way for Detroit. I would say that's, if I had to pick a time period, that would be my favorite period. Yeah, for sure. That would be my, all the songs in there. That was the F and B disease. All that was nice. That was a nice time period for us. What do you got going on next, bro? And how can we as a community best support just the amazing work that you're doing overall? Man, next, I would say I'm about to re-release the whole Maze Marketing website. We've uh, taken a step back the past couple months and really just reconstructed a lot of things. I made a lot of progress very, very fast. And what I had to do was not only expand, but also expand the right way. I wanted to expand wholesome, right? So I wanted to make sure I made the right moves and how I took everything that I've learned, all the information that I've gained, all the, the titles that I have and put them into one place that can make me some money in a business and also benefit people. So that's what we've been we've been doing on Maze Market. I've been releasing that hopefully within the next two weeks. I know over there at Gamerize, we're releasing our whole distribution side, which is, is is crazy. It's a whole new DSP. It offers way better stuff than all the other ones. If we have another time to meet, man, we definitely could talk about it. That would be probably my biggest thing right now is the Gamerize distro. Um, that's getting ready to come out around February, around Valentine's Day. Should be coming out around Valentine's Day. Already got some artists on there, so it should be nice. For sure, for sure. We make sure we support you. Speaking of which, how can people get in contact with you on a social media space? All my social media is official DMAs, um, at official DMAs, exactly how it's spelled, no different. That's literally everything. Email official DMAs at Gmail, Twitter's official DMAs, Instagram. All right, for sure. We make sure we get all of that in the show notes. And then once you get the website popping, just let me know. We can make sure we plug that as well. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Last question I have for you, bro. And before I give you this last question, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to converse with me and converse with our listeners here on the trade worldwide, man. Much appreciated. Oh, man. No problem, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. It's my pleasure. For sure. For sure. So final question I have for you. And that question is simple. What does the trade mean to you? (laughs) The crib? And that's my sense of comfort, man. I go home and I can relax a little bit. I feel like I'm always on 10 out here. I feel like I always got to look over my shoulder. I always got to be aware. We got to be like that in the city, but that's home. You know, that's my sense of comfort. That's my that's my passion. That's my drive. Um, I don't think anybody hustles harder than Detroit native. Honestly, I think Detroit got a different kind of hustle because it's been looked over so much. It's been, you know, ran over, stumped on everything, you know, from the sports teams to the, to the politics. You know, everything has a blemish on it. 
So my main thing is trying to stand up out of that. I get all the time, oh, you from Detroit? No, no, no. And then they look at my resume. You see what I'm saying? So it's, <laughs> it's, I like to stand on that. I don't ever feel bad about saying I'm from Detroit. I'll say I'm from Detroit till I die, honestly. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't know anybody more passionate from the city than people from the city. Bro, that response, if I had to put a bow on it, that's probably <laughs> one of the most accurate responses I've heard. The passion that comes from people from Detroit, man, is, is different. It's genuinely different. It's, you got to be from there or from around there, man, to really understand the, the drive that a Detroiter has, for sure. Man, for sure, for sure. You got the drive, man. You got a lot of stuff going in front of you. And I, again, I want to say thank you, bro, for coming on here. Again, shout out to Ethan, Mr. Music. Yes. Check them out. The Power Hour on MNTC Radio, streaming on iHeartRadio. So, on behalf of Derek Mays Jr., I am Marquise Taylor. This is Detroit Worldwide, and we'll both holler at you on the other side. Peace. Loving what you're hearing? Then feel free to leave us feedback. Feedback can be posted online when listening to Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to leave a review as well. You can also find us on the gram at Detroit Worldwide Podcast and on Twitter at Detroit World Pod. This platform would not exist without your support. I thank you.